Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, well, we're going to Old World 3rd Street this week, and we're talking about an institution, a Milwaukee restaurant that really does live up to that Old World uh, moniker. Talking about Mater's this week on Urban Spelunking. Everybody knows Mater's, right? Yep, iconic German restaurant, one of those places that, you know, if you visit Milwaukee, a lot of folks check out Mater's for the first time because of our German heritage, of course. But this has been here since the early 1900s. Yeah, I mean, it's a place that you know, but your mom knows it, and your grandmother knew it, and your great-grandmother probably knew it, right? I mean, it's, you know, his restaurant's started in the earliest years of the 20th century. So we're talking 117 years of a, of a family-run business. This has been in the Mater's family uh, for all those years and now being run by the great-granddaughter, correct? Kristen yeah. Mater? Yep. Wow. And what's amazing is, you know, this guy, Charles Mater, who founded it, was only got to the United States in 1901. So within just a couple of years, he had created this thing that now has endured as long as it has pretty amazing. Well, I was reading the the story, Bobby, and I this one story in particular, kind of a story within the story, jumped out. Of course, Mater's was uh, a tavern and a restaurant that leaned a little bit more heavy on the the uh, spirits and alcohol part of their business. They're more of a saloon. But then Prohibition comes along, and obviously they had to fo- focus more on food. And they developed, obviously, the restaurant during that time, which so many people know. But there was this big ceremony as Prohibition ended that Mater's was actually the first to pour a, a stein of legal beer in the city on the midnight of Prohibition ending. That, that is what it says, according to, the, the, to their own website first, I'll say. Uh, it said, on that jubilant, cheering night of April 7th, 1933, marking the end of Prohibition, Mater's was there to serve that first legal stein of beer in Milwaukee, and it was announced from Mater's on the city's only radio station on that historic midnight. But, you know, of course, everybody's going to toot their own horn, right? So that's what they write on their website. But this was uh, corroborated by the local paper, the Sentinel writes later on uh, about the significance of this this evening. Yeah, they obviously had a reporter there because uh, they wrote the next day, Charles Mater, round and hefty in his trim suit, was packing <laughs> exuberant Milwaukeeans into his German restaurant, sighing at the throngs that couldn't fit at his big wooden tables. For the hardworking restaurant proprietor, the stroke of midnight when once again steins of beer would be raised in toast heralded a memorable hour. In the future, he foresaw even greater expansion of his business, which Prohibition had curtailed in one way, but improved in another. When selling liquor became illegal in 1920, Charles Mater turned heavily to food specialties. That kind of backs everything up. Yep, and food specialties is what they've been known for ever since. I mean, they have a bar there, and people go, and they have beer, but I don't think people think of it as a as a bar as much as they think of it as a German restaurant, right? Yeah, so that quote that you just read from the paper at the time, I mean, just really a window into the, the time, the significance of, of Mater's in Milwaukee. And I just love that style of writing that is just oh, going yeah. on now in, in local papers. And I love that phrase, round and hefty in his trim suit. <laughs> and he was packing exuberant Milwaukeeans in. There's like a whole sort of like sausage thing going yeah, on here. I, can, <laughs> I hear that and I can, I can just picture it, you know, the... Crowds of people you know, lining up to get their first legal beer. Oh, can and, you imagine? And and who better to serve it than Mater's at the time? Yeah, and and Charles running around like trying to figure out how to get everybody in the door that wants to come in so he can sell them a beer. That's Sounds so great, cool. Such it? a such a Milwaukee story. Yeah. Well, our conversation continues next. We're gonna go way back to the beginning and just talk about the the whole timeline here because as we mentioned, 117 years in business, the Mater's family. So that's next on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment 
to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking talking about Mater's from Old World 3rd Street. And this began in Milwaukee. This restaurant was a tavern then, but it began way back in the early 1900s. So how did this whole thing get started? How did uh, Charles Mater arrive in Milwaukee? Well, he came through Ellis Island in 1901 then came to Milwaukee. And the sort of legend is that he opened his restaurant in 1902, although I couldn't really find anything to back up that date. The stuff I found suggested he was working as a waiter around that time. But then by 1906, he seems to have his own place on Water Street, which is where the comfort was supposed to have been. Um, And so it seems like maybe 1905-ish is perhaps, you know, I don't want to start anything here, but... Somewhere in that range, yeah. yeah. in the general realm. 1902 to 1905, we'll say, yeah. it kicked off. Um, and then he had partners for a while, various partners for a while and moved around for a while and ended up sort of settling on um, Third Street. But what's interesting is he had a brief stint for about a year when he went up to um, where, like, Bayshore is now. Oh, really? Which I thought was interesting. You okay. never really hear that part of the story. But he apparently, he only stayed there for about a year and then came back downtown. So that apparently, he opened a restaurant up there. So that apparently did not go the way he had hoped. Um, but then he was back downtown and he he landed on this site on 3rd Street that has an interesting history because before he was there, it was Victor Schlitz's uh, liquor wholesale business. And Victor Schlitz was the nephew of uh, Joseph Schlitz, who founded Schlitz. Um and this was on same same location, yep, Old same World, location. like yep. Third and Highland. Yeah, it was a different building. It was okay. a different building that was torn down, at, so they could build the new building. But um, and then before Victor Schlitz, it was uh, the sort of the birthplace of Goiter Pashkin Fry, which later moved to the Menominee Valley. And we've talked about that. Yeah. in a third space story. They're the um, first lunchbox. Yeah, makers. they were like sort of the inventor of the sort of modern kid lunch, you know, school lunchbox. Which uh, so it's interesting the sort of in, the sort of various bits of Milwaukee history that converge on this site. But of course, so they were. How were they connected to this? Uh, they were in that space before okay. before Victor Schlitz was. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it's an interesting timeline of what's. But then, of course, for the last you know hundred and ten or so years, it's been Mater's. And there was a big renovation in 1950 to give it that kind of European look Yeah, it seemed like it expanded and was sort of remodeled a few times over the years, but 1951 is when you sort of get that, what we think of now as Mater's, that sort of the whole picture happens in the 50s. Yeah, but before that, it was like just a storefront, and it Mm kind of reminded me, looking at the shots from inside, kind of reminded me of Three Brothers. Um, Yeah, You know, just... Uh, tables in a bar. No and, nonsense, right? Right, yeah, just yeah. straightforward, you know, uh, traditional food. The kind of place that might be called eat. Yes, and there was the <laughs> sign that said eat <laughs> on the outside. Yeah. That, that would say eat. Yeah, so then, you know, after Charles dies, his son takes over, and then his son takes over, and then the, you know, the great-granddaughter takes over. It's just interesting how it's managed to survive all this time, and despite sort of pro- prognostications that it's done, you know, I feel like in the last 20, 25 years, people have been like, ah, oh, it's kind of tired. People don't go there anymore. You know, it's just people don't want that kind of food anymore. But it doesn't seem to be the case because, the, like, the day I went there, I got there about 10 minutes before they opened because I wanted to take some pictures outside. Um, and by the time the door opened, there were 20 people, like, waiting for them to open, like, tugging at the locked door <laughs> to see if it was open. Um, and, you know, of course, the tour buses still stopped there. I mean, I, I can remember even since I was a kid. Whenever Milwaukee came up with somebody who had never been here, they they knew Usingers and they knew Maters. Yeah, because they're 
their tour bus or whatever they were on always stopped right there. Yeah, and they're Milwaukee names. I mean, even if you live here, you, you definitely know those names too. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. that familiar. Do um and it looks like just based on it's been for me it's been a while since I've been to Mater's. Um, I will but, say that was my first time in a long time. Yeah, but it looks like the menu is a bit more modern, and some of the like the presentation, the plates look a little bit uh, more modern, and yes. some of the portions are more appropriate for. I will say I went there in the '90s with an author when I worked at Schwartz Bookshop because that's where he wanted to go, a visiting author, and I ordered something, and it came with like literally like two pounds of sauerkraut on the plate. <laughs> You know, this this was just not the way people were eating even in the 90s. And I think that's a lot of when people were saying something's got to happen here. And But I think about maybe 15 years ago or so, 10 or 15 years ago, um, I think they sort of came to that realization, too, and they really did start to kind of modernize. Um, I mean, they still make the German specialties, but like you said, you don't get the two pounds of sauerkraut anymore. You just get a nice <laughs> little bowl of it on the side. Yeah, you know, a little goes a long way. Yeah, it really yeah. does. It really and it, does. But, I mean, all the same classic dishes that you know, like the schnitzel and the... Uh, sauerbratens. Yeah. And all the, yeah. Potato oh, yeah. pancakes, what are those? Uh, was, was, is there a German name for those? Uh, probably. Pro- <laughs> probably, right? It's probably uh, the German word for potato pancakes. Right? right, right, right. But those are classic. And, yeah, and just not a ton of German restaurants in Milwaukee, but there are still some that are hanging on. Yeah, and, uh, we lost Karl Rasch's. We right. lost John Ernst, you know, but we still have Kegels. We still yes. have Pandels, does that amazing German pancake. Oh, definitely, yeah. And other German uh, dishes, the Schwabenhof in Menominee Falls. There's still a few out there, not like it used to be, but a few. And uh, can diners still expect when you go to Mater's the, the traditional, like, you know, oh, yes. the garb? Yes, yes. The women are wearing dirndls. I think they're called dirndls. Dirndls? Right? Uh-huh. I had a a, a a friend, a male, who they was wearing lederhosen, mm-hmm. right? That's part of the deal, so it's not just the women, right? Oh, you know, I don't think, though, when I was there, I think the bartender was dressed more modern. Okay. In a more modern way, but the but the waitress that was working the same room was wearing a dirndl. So, it's, it, again, same sort of thing. They're doing it, but not too much. Okay. <laughs> the tradition is kept alive in some yes. sort of way. Yes. Well, you can see pictures from inside. Obviously, um, a great Milwaukee story, and you can up your uh, Milwaukee trivia and learn more about Mater's, the Mater's family. 117 years in the biz on Old World 3rd Street. That's at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast. Podcasts on 88.9 are edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from on Milwaukee. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. And make sure you do rate and review our podcast. Helps us get the, the podcasts out there to even more listeners. It's on Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzel. Thank you. Danke.